The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Chris. Welcome to Coastal Community Church. Again, thank you so much uh, for braving the weather today. Honestly, a lot more people showed up today than I, than I expected. It was really bad when we were driving early, early, early this morning as we get here, you know, ahead of time to kind of set things up, the band. It was, it was a mess, but uh, it's gotten a little bit better. And again, we'd like to welcome all you guys that are watching online. We have a large, growing uh, crowd that's watching our services online each Sunday. And uh, last week for uh, Thanksgiving weekend, we had like 150 uh, viewers online. My guess is we probably have about 300 uh, today. But uh, again, welcome. And I want to appreciate, uh, thank Chris Ray New for giving our uh, a welcome and announcements today. Uh, especially thanks to him because he's in mourning. He's a huge Georgia Bulldog fan. I know he's really sad today. So uh, anyway, man, they just got your number, man. I don't know what what's up, but anyway. But really, the reason I want to bring that up is because uh, Ryan Spell, Ryan and Gracie had their baby this past week, and uh, so Ryan's on online watching. Hey, Ryan, welcome. <laughs> or, or I say he's watching online. It's probably changing a diaper or something right now. So uh, keep uh, keep their family in your prayers, and they're excited. Little uh, Ellie Blake's doing great, and uh, so um, anyway, just welcome welcome to the world, Ellie, and uh, we're excited for Ryan and Gracie. Um, hey. We had a great Friday night uh, volunteer banquet, uh, just got to bless our volunteers, had a great oyster roast, great turnout. Thank you so much, guys, again, and um, we gave all of our volunteers uh, a little Christmas ornament, coastal Christ, uh, Christmas ornament. We do have some more of those available, so if you'd like one, they're back at the kiosk right to the right uh, of our little beautiful Christmas trees back there today with our welcome and guest bags. Uh, we kind of shut down our uh, welcome and guest tent outside, and so that's going to be located back there in the back. Uh, but we had a great time together Friday night. Uh, one of the things we, we, we enjoy doing uh, at a volunteer banquet is kind of giving our volunteers some, some insider information of things that are coming up in the new year. And God's got uh, a lot of great things in plan for Coastal this coming year. Um, one thing that has changed from this this weekend to this coming weekend is that we had a huge outreach plan, uh, a, an outdoor tailgate Christmas party, Christmas banquet uh, that we normally do for um, you know, once a month for our Saturday serve, we kind of, we're going to do that kind of uh, in a much bigger scale for Christmas, and it was supposed to be yesterday. Well, that got postponed because of this weekend's weather till uh, this coming Saturday. So if you have any questions about that, please uh, see Chris Jones. And, um, and basically, everything that we were doing this past Saturday, we're going to be doing this coming Saturday. So if you've got food, just bring it like you were supposed to for this past weekend, for this coming weekend, all the other things. And, and I've, I've talked Talking to Chris, he's already got tons of uh, blankets and all those kinds of stuff, and uh, you guys are awesome. Just your generosity, uh, always going above and beyond. So let's get started this morning. We begin a new series. It's beginning uh, to look and sound a lot like Christmas around here, isn't it? Got the trees, got our decorations. Uh, for the next several weeks uh, leading up to Christmas, our Christmas Eve services, uh, we're going to be in a series called Carols. Carols. I don't know about you, but one of the favorite things that I love about Christmas is the music. Would you agree with that? The music? Um, as Will Ferrell said in Elf, one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time, by the way, um, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is what? 
That's right, <laughs> singing loud for all to hear. Um, I mean, I love, uh, I love the Christmas radio stations, you know, during the month of December. In fact, how many of you have a favorite Christmas album that you look forward to playing, listening to every year? I love anything uh, Christmas from Mannheim Steamroller, uh, Michael Bublé. Uh, I actually like young Mariah Carey's Christmas album. And of course, of course, you know me, anything that Adele sings, I'm in love with. Uh, but my, my, my favorite, probably my favorites are the classics. Uh, I love Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra. And one of my favorite Christmas albums is uh, Nat King Cole. Now, on the flip side... Okay, not my favorites, but the ones I can't stand. I cannot stand Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I just, you would think that I would like that, right? But I just, I just, I've, I've had enough of that. And, and anything by the chipmunks, okay? Enough. I, I don't want to hear that. And, and I know that for those of you who uh, cry at commercials, and you live, live for made-for-TV Christmas movie marathons, on the Hallmark Channel, okay? You, you know who I'm talking about, yes. This next song is probably holy and sacred to you, but to me, it is the worst Christmas song of all time. Christmas shoes, okay, Christmas shoes. I, I, and I know, I know I'm a pastor, but if, if I hear it on the radio, I'm gonna make fun of it, I'm gonna make fun of you, okay? I just, uh, I just it, my gift of sarcasm just comes through, and I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, in fact, just the other day, though, uh, Janet uh, came home, and she told me that she heard another Christmas song on the radio that she had never heard before, that we might now add to our worst ever list. No joke. It's called Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey. <laughs> okay? And by the way, it's got nothing to do with, you think, well, maybe it's got, you know, Jesus in the major. No, 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 no. It's just some donkey helping out Santa or something. Anyway, but I'm thinking, what? What kind of song is that? Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey. In fact, we were over at the Gundy's house um, here at our church. They're probably watching online right now. Um, uh, we were over there making fun of it, making fun of this song. And come to find out, Tracy, who is Italian and grew up in New York, she grew up singing this thing, you know? Which, you know, explains a lot about the Gundys. But anyway, um, I love you, Tracy. Okay. Um, so, for the next several weeks leading up to Christmas, here's what we're going to do here at Coastal. Each week, we're going to sing a Christmas song, um, and uh, we're going to sing it for worship, and then we're going to use that song uh, in my message to kind of help us focus on all the wonderful things that happened that very first Christmas. And of course, like we always do here at Coastal, uh, we're going to try to make application for our lives today. And so today, of course, we kicked off the season and the series with one of my favorite all-time songs, Joy to the World. Joy to the World. Man, I love this song. I really do. Uh, truthfully, I love most Christmas hymns, Christmas songs, Christmas carols. Uh, but this song in particular, it's both a, a proclamation and I think it's also an expectation. You know, joy to the world. The Lord has come. And I can't think of a better way to kick off the season and the series than, than making that same proclamation today and having that same, um, that same expectation for today. Joy. Joy to the world. You know, Jesus is here. Jesus has come. 
In fact, in Philippians chapter 4, it says this, Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says, Be joyful always. However, you know, at first glance, it's kind of easy to write off joy as something that's really not possible today especially during the holidays. I mean, some people, you know, there's that song, it's the happiest time of the year. For a lot of people, it's not. And if you've had a particularly bad day or a rough week, or let's be honest, you're here today, you're watching online, and you feel like lately you've just had a rough life. And when you hear those those verses, you know, it kind of bugs you a little bit. You know, it, it gets at you. You know, always be joyful Man, that's not possible. I can't do that. Now, I, I think there's a couple of things that, that keep us from even feeling like that's a possibility. Things that people deal with every day. If you're taking notes, number one, the bad that shouldn't happen. The bad that shouldn't happen. Now, a lot of the bad things that happen in our lives, yeah, sure, we, we bring them on ourselves, but there's a lot of bad that, that happens in this world that shouldn't happen. And we did nothing to bring it on ourselves. No one deserved it. And we hear about those things or we experience those things and we think, man, is it really possible to experience joy? And then number two, alongside of that, you put the second thing, the good that doesn't happen. You know, the good that we want to happen in our lives that doesn't happen. That dream that we've had that doesn't come true. That heart that we keep hoping to change in someone else that never seems to change. That prayer that we keep praying that doesn't seem to be answered the way in which we want it to be answered. And so you look at those realities that we face every day and you read these verses that talk about having joy and you think, man, that that just doesn't make sense. And you're right. You know, it doesn't make sense. But the answer is found in our understanding of the word joy. You know, when you hear the word joy, truthfully, we think happiness. That's what most of the world thinks. But there is a big difference, though, between happiness and joy. You know, happiness is a feeling that's based on what happens to you, your happenings. Happiness is temporary. It changes. It comes and goes with whatever your circumstances are. But joy is something different. You know, joy is that inner sense of well-being that endures regardless of your circumstances. In other words, you can be joyful even though you don't get what you want. You can be joyful in difficult times. You can be joyful in hardships. Joy is a permanent gift to the believer through good and bad. You know, just before Jesus died, he actually said this to the disciples. John 16, 22. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy. I think that's the message of Christmas. God came to this often ugly world and in Jesus he said, man, you can have joy. Now, honestly, because of the kind of the world that we live in, you can choose to be a discouraged person because there's a lot to be discouraged about. Because of this world, you can choose to be angry. And there's a lot to be angry about. You know, you can choose to be a cynical person. But the message of Christmas is this. Because of Jesus, because the Lord is come, you can choose joy. You see, joy is a choice. You know, it doesn't just happen. 
you know, you, you have to, it, it's something that has to be chosen in our lives. Now, the question then for us today is how? You know, how do you choose it? And by the way, if you're a, a believer, you've been a believer for a long time, listen, I don't care. You know, the, the, you don't become more joyful just because you read the Bible more or pray more or go to church more. You don't automatically become a joyful person because you do those things. So, how does it happen? Well, let's pretend for, for a moment this morning that your life were a giant map, okay? And uh, the big, you know, you are here arrow, you know, points to your right now, normal, ordinary, routine, everyday life. Now, maybe for you right now, that life is difficult and painful and hard, and, but that's, that's where you are right now. Now, somewhere over there, okay, there's a dot that says joy. So the question is, so how do you get from here to there? How does that happen? Well, this morning, to kick off this series, we're going to look at some guys uh, to show us how to get from here to there. Some very unlikely characters who were a part of the very first Christmas. The shepherds. You know, the Bible says they were out in their fields near Bethlehem, and God brought them this message of joy. But they made some choices. And I think there are the same types of choices that you and I can make today if we are going to choose joy. Number one, choose to hear the good news. Choose to hear the good news. You know, have you ever been down or discouraged and then the phone rings and you pick it up and somebody shares some good news? All of a sudden, even if it's just for a moment, you know, your spirits are lifted because that's the power of good news. And it's the exact same kind of thing that happened to these shepherds the very first Christmas. Luke 2.10 says this, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. All the people, not just for the shepherds, but for all people, for you and for me. Now, just the fact that the good news is first shared with shepherds, that is a very significant, meaningful, amazing thing. You know, it really wasn't a very exciting job to be a shepherd in that day. In fact, the shepherd really was just the lowest of the low occupations. Maybe you even remember from the Old Testament back uh, when uh, Joseph invited his 11 brothers and family to come live with him in Egypt to escape the famine. Do you remember what Joseph told his brothers? He basically said, now, whatever you do when you stand before Pharaoh, don't tell him that you're a shepherd. Don't tell them you're a shepherd. Shepherds are detestable to the Egyptians. You know, tell them that you herd cattle. Okay? You see, sheep eat what? Eat grass. Right down to the roots. And so sheep aren't often welcome in agricultural areas, especially those areas that are surrounded by desert and familiar with a famine. Shepherd, shepherding was also a very mundane, boring occupation. What did they do? They kept watch over their flock. Now, of course, occasionally there'd be, you know, something exciting, you know, they'd scare off a wild animal, maybe have to go chase down a sheep that wandered away. But listen, for the most part, being a shepherd was a pretty boring job. I mean, think about it. People go to the zoo to watch monkeys, to see the bears. People join bird watching clubs. I bet you have never heard of a sheep watching club. 
you know? I mean, you, you never see a commercial that says, come see the sheep at Riverbank Zoo. You know, that's, that just doesn't happen. Sheep are boring. It is a tedious job to watch them. And these guys, listen to this, they were keeping watch over their flocks when? At night. That's really dull. That's the third shift. Right? Some of you know what the third shift is like. These, these sheep are asleep. The shepherds are battling to stay awake. <coughs> the only thing that I can even really compare it to um, is that one time here in our church, we had this guy uh, who worked, listen to this, third shift at the North Charleston Sewage Treatment Plant. <laughs> okay, now sewage is awful and boring, right? But third shift North Charleston sewage? Come on, that's like... That's bad. Now, suddenly, this despised, boring, third shift life is interrupted by an angel who brings this message of great joy. Just like God wants to do in your life today. You know, you think you just kind of showed up here today. You think you're just, you just happen to be watching this online. No. Listen, God wants to interrupt your life. He wants to bring a message of joy to you. The good news. Now what's that? What's the good news? The good news is that Jesus came. The Lord is come. The good news is the fact that Jesus came to this earth to tell you that God loves you. The good news is that God offers forgiveness for all of the wrong things that you've ever done. The good news is that God was willing to make payment for the wrong things that you and I have done by sacrificing his one and only son, Jesus. The good news is that God has a purpose for your life. And that he cares about you. And he cares about the struggles that you're going through. That's the good news. Romans 1.16 tells us just how good this news really is. It says this, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. The Jews first and also the Gentiles. You and me. You know, the good news is that God has extended an invitation to you to have a relationship with him. It's as if, it's if, it's as if he has already called. He came to the earth in the person of Jesus. He has called you. He has extended an invitation. He has left a message for you. And he's waiting on you, patiently waiting on you to call him back. He's waiting. He's invited you. He's waiting for you to reply. He has texted you. And wouldn't that be awesome if you got a text message from God? What would you do if that happened? Well, it, it has happened. It happened at Christmas. You see, God is waiting on you to respond to him. That's what the good news is all about. But I think one of the problems is we're just like the shepherds. We're afraid. You know, verse 9 in Luke 2 says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Well, of course they were. I mean, who wouldn't be terrified? Think about it. In this dark, quiet night, suddenly, this bright light comes out of nowhere, and there is an angel. Now, I don't know how many of you know um, about this uh, little story about my past, but um, uh, when I was in high school, 
on Friday nights, not all Friday nights, but on a lot of Friday nights, um, I would go out with some friends of mine, and we would do what we then called doing the Lord's work. Okay, let me explain. What we would do is that we would load up in one of our cars, and we would take one of those ginormous, big, bright spotlights, okay? And then between like 11 p.m. and maybe 1 or 2 a.m., we would go out to all the places that we knew where our friends or other you know, teenagers would be parking with their dates, and uh, we would literally, no joke, we would sneak up on them, and then we would, somebody would like get up on the car, and we would shine this bright light in their car. One time, I actually got on top of the car, started jumping up and down saying, that's my sister! You know, <laughs> we didn't even know who these people were. And... Um, and we would use this verse as our justification. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. And believe me, they were. And uh, I'm surprised we weren't shot. But anyway, um, parents, we can talk later. I, uh, when your teenagers start dating, I got a plan. We got, a, we got some fun to do on Friday night. Anyway, um, but can you imagine the shock of these shepherds out in the fields, tending their sheep, all is dark, all is quiet, and then boom, there is this magnificent bright light, and there's this angel. And they were terrified, the Bible says. And back then, I mean, listen, they didn't have all these cute little angel pens and angel books and, you know, angel decorations. I mean, one of the shepherds didn't say, oh, don't worry, it's just an angel. You know, don't, no reason to be afraid. They, they, were, they were even more terrified. And the angel's first statement is kind of sarcastic, don't be afraid, you know. I bring you good news of great joy. You know what? Many times the first response to the presence, presence of God is also fear. You know, His glory, His holiness, it does highlight our sinfulness, and we're afraid. But when we come to know Him, you know, if, if we will listen to the good news, that fear of punishment is replaced with the joy of forgiveness. And some of you here today, you're afraid to connect with him. You're afraid to call back. You're afraid that he's going to say, well, here's the 87 things you did wrong this week. Listen, he's not trying to connect with you to give you bad news. He's called to give you good news. He came in Christ to give us good news. He came to say, I love you. He's calling to say, I want to forgive you. I want to help you with the struggles of your life. He's saying, I care about you. I care about what you're going through right now, today. Good news that brings great joy. The shepherds also teach us a second thing about where joy comes from. So again, it starts when you listen to the good news. And number two, it continues when you choose to do what God says. To do what God says. The shepherds heard God tell them to go find the baby wrapped in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And they did it. 
And they found joy. Luke 2.15 says, When the angel had left them and went into, the he- went, went into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Why did they go? Because they believed what God said, and they were obedient. They believed what God said, and they, they went to Bethlehem. They, they could have stayed in the fields. They didn't have to go to Bethlehem. They could have never gone and always wondered, you know, well, you know, what would have happened that night if we had gone to see what the angel said? But they trusted God. You know what? Figuratively, there are a lot of you that are stuck in the fields outside of Bethlehem. And you've heard God say, trust me. Trust me with your life. Trust me with this decision. Trust me in your finances. Trust me with this relationship. But you just stay in the fields and you wonder, man, what what would happen if I actually followed God? What would happen if I actually did what he said? What would happen if I was actually obedient to his word? Listen, I'm here today to tell you that it is never too late to start trusting him. It is never too late to go to Jesus and find hope in him. You don't have to wonder any longer. Today can be your day to trust him. Today can be your day to ask him for help with this decision. Today could be your day that you ask him for strength in this relationship. You don't have to wonder anymore. Joy happens in your life when you decide to do what you know God has told you to do. When you are obedient to his word. Psalm 19.8 says, the commandments of the Lord are right. Bringing what? What does it say? Bringing joy. Joy to the heart. The commandments, the commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight to life. God's commandments are not burdensome. They are joyful. Listen, he is your maker. He knows you. He created you. He knows how life should work. And because of that, he says, here's the directions for life. That's the word of God. Not to ruin your life, not to mess up your life, but not to make your life a bummer, but here's the directions of life to give you joy. Here's how to parent your children. Here's how to raise your family. Here's how to do life. Here's how to be you know, the kind of worker that God has called you to be. Here's how to take care of your body. Here's how to, you know, to do your finances. When you do what God says, it brings joy. Psalm 97.11 says, light shines on the godly and joy on those who do right. Joy comes when you hear the good news. Joy comes when you do what God says. And there's a third thing these shepherds remind us of. Joy comes when you choose to tell somebody else. When you choose to tell someone else. You know, when you choose to share with somebody else the good news, you know what a difference God has made in your life, your story, the gospel. When you invite somebody to church, it brings joy. You know, one of the principles of joy, the life principles of joy is this. It cannot be bottled. You cannot keep it to yourself. If you do that, listen to me, your joy will sour. It will sour. Sours every time. It has got to be shared. These shepherds immediately went and shared the good news about what God was doing. Luke 2, 17, when they'd seen him, when they'd seen Jesus, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. They went and told other other people. Joy happens when you tell somebody the good news. 
Now, there are a lot of you here at Coastal who know exactly what I'm talking about. There's an almost indescribable burst of joy that happens when you share with somebody what a difference Jesus has made in your life. When you reach out to a friend, a family member, a neighbor, and you, you invite them to Coaster, you tell them what a difference you know, the Lord has made in your marriage, or in your finances, and your children. There's joy that comes from that. So here's my challenge for you this Christmas season. Invite somebody to church. Man, take advantage of, of this Christmas season. I believe people want to come to church at Christmas. You know, they're actually curious. They're actually seeking. They're, they're waiting for somebody to ask them. Statistics say, listen, invite a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, a family member. Invite them to Christmas Eve. Do not come alone. You know, we got two services, 5.30 and 7 o'clock. If God has given you the good news, if, you, if your life has been changed, share that with somebody. You know, listen, and if you're... If you're building relationships, if you're living your faith, if you're praying for others, you're going to have that opportunity. And that's where joy comes from. Luke 15 tells us why there's such a burst of joy when we tell the good news to other people. Listen to this. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Man, when you share the good news with somebody else and they accept it, changes everything. The Bible says that not only do the people on earth rejoice, not only do we rejoice here at Coastal, but you know what happens? All of heaven throws a party. The angels rejoice. Everyone rejoices. The joy of telling the good news is the joy of telling somebody that everything can change. You can be forgiven. You can have a fresh start. God can give you new strength. You can have a new hope. That's joy. I heard a dad tell a story about a time when uh, he came home uh, to the kitchen, a kitchen that was in complete disarray. And he was really frustrated, a little angry, because he had spent hours and hours cleaning the kitchen himself, which was, he admitted, kind of a rarity. But he had done it, and it was really clean, and he came home, and it was a mess. And he said this, it was obvious my little girl had been baking something, and pots and pans were everywhere, ingredients were all over the kitchen. I was not happy. But then he said, in the middle of the mess... I saw an awkwardly scribbled note of a little girl with chocolate fingerprints all over it that read, making something for you, Daddy. Signed, your angel. Now suddenly, in the midst of all of that chaos, he said, a warm sense of joy came over me because I got my focus off the mess and onto the relationship. And I could see her loving hand at work in the situation that seems so disappointing. You know what? Maybe your life is kind of messy right now. And you come here today, you're watching online, and you are tired, and you are discouraged. I want you to see the bloodstained note from Jesus. And he is saying to you today, I love you, and I want to make something beautiful of your life. And if you could get 
your focus off of the mess of your circumstances and onto that relationship. Let me tell you something. You can have a joy that will last forever. And that's a gift you can't find at the bottom of a Christmas tree, but you can find it at the foot of the cross. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's where joy comes from. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Joy is not based on your circumstances. It's based on Jesus. He has called you. He has reached out to you. That's what God did at Christmas. And now, today, he's waiting on you to respond. Some of you already have. And maybe he's waiting on you now to respond to his word. Maybe there's something going on in your life right now that the reason you're not having joy is you're not doing what God's told you to do, and you know it. And he's waiting on you to respond with faithful obedience. Maybe some of you, he's waiting on you to respond for the very first time. To respond to his good news. That he wants a relationship with you. And listen, you can start that today with a prayer. By trusting him. By telling him. Let's start that opportunity now. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today... I thank you for the shepherds. I thank you for their joyful obedience. I thank you for the good news that the angels brought. I thank you, God, for the good news that we have received in Jesus Christ. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Listen, today you can receive the King of kings and the Lord of lords by responding to the good news. Just pray something like this today. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today I want to respond to the good news of the gospel. I want to respond to Jesus. Father, I do believe. I believe that Jesus came to this earth, born as a baby, grow He grew up to become a man and he died on a cross for me as payment for my sin. And I admit that today, God. I have blown it more ways than I could even fathom. I admit that. And I turn away from all of that today and I turn toward Jesus. I believe. I believe he went to the cross. I believe that he rose from the dead and that he is alive. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And today, I humbly ask him to be mine. And now, Father, for the rest of my life, I just want to follow Jesus. I want to become more and more like you see me today, forgiven and brand new. Thank you, God. Thank you. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org.
From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.